There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve and tonight we'll be discussing episode one of season four of Channel Zero, The Dream Door. Okay, okay, okay. So, episode one premiered early in October, and we're actually talking about it, uh, what, mid-October right now. The rest of the show is going to come out on the 26th, I believe? Yeah, something like that. It's actually going to show. It's available on sci-fi.com right now. So, obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably watched it. So, we have some more information, but I'm going to preface this with, oh my god, that was fucked up. (laughs) because oh my god now it's funny because steve and i were talking about this and i'm like oh okay i'll watch it before i go to bed and this happens to be a week that my husband my significant other is not in town every night because of his job i am so glad i did not watch this at night (laughs) because seriously oh my god especially the ending of this first episode which will, of course, get into everything, but, like, when she opens the door in the room, I yelped, and I'm like, it is full-on daylight right now. So, just from the first episode, I'm saying, out of all of them that we've had so far, this one has freaked me out more than the rest. Okay. That's just from one episode. We'll see what happens the rest of the season. And that's that's even the tooth child. Right. So, we'll <laughs> see how this goes. All right. So, the setup. This is based on Creepypasta, which obviously, if you guys have been watching all of them, you know they're all based on different short stories in the the website Creepypasta, which, oh my gosh, this is like a never-ending plethora of awesome stories then. Yes. So it's the short story Hidden Door by Charlotte Bywater. Channel Zero Dream Door follows newlyweds Jillian, Maria Sten, straight out of Compton, and Tom, Brandon Scott, who was on Grey's Anatomy, last season's channel zero which is awesome and i kind of wish that they would do that bring one person out of each series to like move into the next that would be awesome but that hasn't happened until that now well but anyway, not uh they've each brought at least there was one going oh wait one has the there more and i missed season one came into season two and played the younger version of one of the girls so oh my gosh yeah they, they, no, they, season they, two they managed had to find one actor now it this is the first time it's been one of the major characters from the previous season into this season. But yeah, they've managed to find one bit player to <laughs> go from one series to the next. Oh my gosh. So, okay. I don't care if it is just a bit player, just like start stringing it through. That's awesome. But I'm sorry. Rewind. I'm like, it's so excited because this one messed me up so bad. All right. They've each brought secrets into their marriage. When they discover a strange door in their basement, those secrets start to threaten their relationship. 
and their lives. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so Jillian Hope Hodgson is a landscape designer who has just married her childhood best friend. They've just moved into a house where he grew up. A house they hope to transform through their combined skills into their dream home. Tom Hodgson is Jillian's husband, a capable and thoughtful man who is deeply in love with his wife, but he's troubled when secrets from their past threaten marriage. Stephen Robertson will play Ian, Tom and Jillian's next-door neighbor, an open-minded psychology grad student who becomes involved in Tom and Jillian's bizarre experience with the mysterious store in their basement. Stephen Weber will reoccur as Abel Karnacki, Jillian's therapist. He has been listening to Jillian long enough to know about her trust issues and where they all stem from. His quiet, controlled, and almost hard-to-read tone is sometimes infuriating for Jillian, especially when she tries to talk to him about or what or who was behind the door in their basement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Steve, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the neighbor, when we meet him, I mean, not initially when we meet him, but right. later in the episode, he seemed kind of weird. Right. And I'm like, and and because he's talking about, oh, could things be special in places? I'm like, okay, is this like some weird thing? Is he even there? Right. You know, that's where I'm, where I'm going, of course. And then Steven Weber as the the therapist, he he seemed kind of like, I don't know, like not just listening, almost telling her like, yeah, it's all in your head, which I feel like is not something a therapist would normally say or do. Right. Yeah, he seemed very cold. Yeah. So, yeah, I can understand that point of view where, yeah, you don't think he's and who apparently he's been seeing. Well, he can't be seeing her for that long because she wasn't back in town for that long. He he must have been seeing her prior to her leaving town and then back when she came back to town. See, I don't know. I, I'm, I mean, is it like one of these super small towns? Like we never know where these places are. Right. So it's like, okay, is it super small? And it wouldn't just be like next town over where she drive, drive over to him or like they're in the burbs and he's in the city. I don't know. But yeah, I didn't get I'm, the feeling that it was something like that. It seemed like she was further away. Okay. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> So episode one is entitled Ashes on My Pillow. An unsettling discovery prompts Jillian and Tom to suspect their home is haunted by past secrets. Yeah, okay. That was great. That is probably the vaguest description we've ever gotten, but... Right. Well, it starts with some adult time. I was like, wait, am I watching the right thing? Yeah. (laughs) All of a sudden we have happy on our screens. (laughs) Well, apparently they were breaking in the home, and that was the last room. Now it's officially our home. Yeah. Okay. That was something else. But uh, apparently this home was given to Tom and Jillian by Tom's mother as a wedding gift. Somebody want to give me a house? I'll go with it. (laughs) Exactly. Even if it's haunted at this point, I will take a house. As long as it doesn't have this crap that's happening in this one that I'm in. Yours is worse than haunted. Yeah, right? Probably take ghosts over this mess. Anyway, they plan on remodeling the entire home. Well, that makes sense. You know, trying to make it their own. Right. And suddenly, as they're, I don't know, well, it was after their happy time. So they they hear a noise in the basement and they go down. And 
that's a lot of mess down in the basement. There's all sorts of crap down there. Yeah, and they didn't expect to there to be that much. Right. And all of a sudden, there seemed to be like, okay, now I, I needed to ask you, because I've only watched this once. Was it almost like a little door or a little, like, cabinet? Because there's a pug there, a black pug, along with all the other random stuff down there. Right. But I'm like, where did that dog come from? Yeah, that was a really good question, is did... Tom's mother leave the dog down there to so that for her presence. Yeah, an additional present. It have to be. You could, wouldn't leave a dog down in a basement with no food and water for very long. Right. I thought that was weird. That's why I'm like, what was that dog in? It looked like it was a little cabinet door or something. Yeah, it looked to me sort of like where you would put a a heater or a one of those old timey stoves type things. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. That's what I got out of it, at least. Well, then they chased the dog. it was small and it was indented. Yeah. And they chased the dog up and they're like, did we just get a dog? And I'm like, okay. Bob wants a big dog, not a small dog. Right. But what was weird, and I don't know if you caught this, Jillian says, I had a stuffed animal just like, that looked just like him when I was a little kid, but I lost him somewhere. Right. And I was like, Hmm. yeah, right there. I'm like. Oh, where's this going? Right. And not only did she find his second grade report card, but I think she found some of her stuff in that trunk. And it's like, why would his mother keep some of her things? Yeah, I thought that was weird. Now, the picture of them, I can see the mom having that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but I'm like, okay, so things start getting weird. And then. Of course, when they chase the dog upstairs, the basement light flickers and we start hearing kind of scratching or just a weird noise on a wall. Like, oh, God, where is this going? The next morning, well, there's some more adult time. Yeah. And we get to see them. (laughs) And rock, paper, scissors to see who's going to walk the dog. Well, whoever it is got to get dressed, too, because I don't think the neighbors want you walking around with just paint on. Yeah. And... This was weird, too, because we see Jillian outside planting flowers, and they focused really close on a plant all of a sudden. Right. And I'm like, what are they doing? Why are they focusing on the roots of that plant? Yeah. And it could be completely nothing, but the way that they had the camera angle, all of a sudden, I'm like, what's there? What am I missing? Right. Is there something there to to be noticed? And the conversation about the rose. Oh, like, yeah. Wow. She's definitely um, got some issues here. Well, I mean, I guess that just depends on what kind of flowers you like. Like, I'm not thinking anything of it, but yeah, right. it's like, oh, it's deceiving. It's this or it could be that. I'm like, okay, that is kind of weird. Yeah. But it was, you, you had that kind of serious moment and then funny moment, then that that weird moment where she's doing the flowers and sees the neighbor and he just drops something out of his grocery bag, picks it up, walks away. It's like, all right, no big deal. I mean, I have neighbors who don't exactly chit chat. Right. And then you have a funny moment because you go inside and you have Tom and his friend who are breaking through a wall because they're going to expand a room. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, no, this is the wrong room. And his friend's like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, no, just kidding. <laughs> Oh, that would be my luck, but... Right. (laughs) I mean, it was funny. It's like, okay, kind of serious, funny, 
like, you know, kind of laid back, funny. Okay. Right. Because then it gets weird. We have the, I don't know, Jillian and Tom sitting with friends and talking about, like, how they found each other again and living in the old house. And it was weird because then his buddy all of a sudden is like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just like having a great relationship, meeting each other on Tinder. So did you really bring your Tinder date? Yeah. Over for drinks? Yeah. That explains a lot. Why she was just like, don't touch me. (laughs) Hey, whatever. I guess whatever floats your boat. But Right. And she was asking all the questions because apparently the guy knew what was what they had been through as children and their relationship ended up being married. I just feel like that would be I don't know, something you do with somebody you've been together for a while. I didn't think that's what Tinder was about. I could be wrong. I've been married a long time, so I don't know anything about Tinder. Sorry. Have any Tinder experience here? You guys can clue us in, though. Shoot us an email. (laughs) We're not joining, but you can shoot us an email. Tell us what's what. But all of a sudden, Tom starts saying, oh, yeah. Did you notice that my mom had those drawings of yours? And he tries to, like, tell the story of who this character is. And Jillian takes over the story because he can't seem to remember. And um, as she's explaining this, I'm just getting this picture in my head. And what we're seeing on screen, I'm going, this is going to get really freaking creepy yeah she said telling the story you see her flipping through the little booklet that she drew and you kind of go huh right i'm like this is gonna be weird because she had just been to the circus and seen a contortionist so she drew kind of a contortionist clown guy named pretzel jack and recalls like what it was like and like i said this is the flashback you were talking about right how he's kind of like bouncing around and hugging and you see them both smile it's like oh this isn't gonna be good no (laughs) that's how i'm going and again i'm like i'm so glad i didn't watch this last night (laughs) yeah that would have been creepy for me but the next day apparently somebody's past is creeping in yeah they're at I'm assuming a hardware store, but it seemed like more than that. Right. It was more than that. They're buying more paint. Well, that's what you get when you were playing in the paint, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Jillian goes to the end of the aisle, and she sees Tom a couple aisles over talking to a lady who seemed really ticked off. Yeah. And there was a noise. Something dropped, and that's got her to peek around the corner, and that's when she sees them, and she kind of goes, hmm. Right. And I'm wondering, I'm like, all right, is this an old girlfriend? Is this something else? At first, I thought maybe he ran into her and she's one of those like people who will get pissy about everything. Right. Yeah. That he caused whatever to drop, drop. Right. She's mad about it. Because, yeah, Steve and I work retail. We've talked about that. We see that all the time. Yes, we do. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe that's all it is. But. This is when things start to escalate. They get home. Jillian's looking through the mail. And all of a sudden, we see a letter addressed to her, first name only, from Bill Hope, which I need a hell of a lot more information. Well, apparently, that's her father. Oh. Because all she did was tear it up and shove it in her purse. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, is this like a crazy ex-boyfriend? Right. Who is this person? Right. And I didn't catch it until I went back and looked at the the setup. Her 
name is Jillian Hope Hodgkins. So okay. Bill Hope has got to be her father, and she's got some father issues. Yeah, so. she does. <laughs> and suddenly, like, after she sees this, she looks over and asks Tom, who is that woman? Okay. Yeah. That was changing gears pretty fast. Right. And he basically tells her, no, it was somebody we did a job for, and she wasn't very happy with the work. And Jillian comes right back and says, well, did you sleep with her? Yeah, I was like, wow. Now, he does say, even if I did, that was way before anything with us. It's like, all right, that's not a no. Yeah. And of course, there I am like, hmm. Yeah. Okay, what's going on? He's like, you can call her. And he was getting, okay. Defensive. Let, let me, he, I was going to say he's getting defensive. I'm like, but let me say, I understand if she's freaking out and he's like, no, we've gone through this. This isn't, you know, we don't know how their relationship was or is. And then this is when he kind of drops the bomb. He's like, I'm not your father. I wouldn't do that. It's like, oh, okay. So obviously her dad cheated on her mom and probably left the family high and dry. Right. That's how it seems. Right. I would tend to agree with you there. But him getting that way and he's like well you can call her go ahead and i'm, and I'm just like hmm yeah <laughs> have they gone through this before or has she thought this is something that could happen it's taken a long time for him to break through her defenses right and i see this i guess i'm seeing it in a different light because i have had a bad relationship that had that happen so i'm looking at it that way Whereas you might be looking at it completely different. Like, he's just like, oh, crap, here, we're doing this again. Right. I, I can see it both ways. Yeah. And until we know more, it's hard to say which one it is. It could right. still be either one. Right. Because this episode did not make it feel like she's just being a little nuts. True. The way the episode set up later on, it made you feel like, oh, yeah. Maybe he is cheating. There yeah, something's going on. Now I don't know what yet, but something is. Right. And I'm hoping that we will get more information and it's not gonna be like a red herring. Right. Because they've done that to us in some of these creepy pastas. Yes, they have. Ugh. And then again, at like the next scene, we see them sleeping in the bed and Jillian seems to be having a bad dream and we see the lights flicker and I'm like, oh God, what does this mean? Something's bad. I am like automatically going to something horrible is going to happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of does. Yeah. The next morning, Tom calls Jillian to the basement. Before she comes down the stairs, he stops her and tells her to picture the what the far wall looked like. Of course, he asked her to describe it and ask her if there is a window or a door on it, which, of course, she replies, there isn't either of those. No, because when we saw it, it was solid brown wall. Right. Not so much anymore. No. <laughs> and he goes, okay, come on down. There's a blue door on that wall that wasn't there before. And then it gets weirder. Yeah. Because neither of them remember the door being there. Tom takes a picture of it on his phone and apparently sends it to his mom and, of course, tries to open it and it doesn't open. The mom replies back, she's never seen that door either. Uh -oh. Okay, that's going to freak me out because this was your mom's house. Yeah. And Tom lived there. Tom's like, I don't ever remember a door there. I live there. Right. I grew up here. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. And when Jillian's like, this is really freaking me out, 
it's freaking me out too, Jillian. <laughs> and then Tom goes into <laughs> the Mandela effects. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, first of all, I really appreciate that being in there. Yeah. Okay. Because I believe we had all had a discussion not too long ago about this too. Yes. <laughs> About is it Berenstein or Berenstein Bears? And you know that movie Shazam that everyone's sure that Sinbad was in. Right. And I thought it was funny because it's like I keep reading stuff about the Mandela effect too and how weird it is. And everyone's blaming the super collider. You never know. (laughs) But I don't think you can blame the super collider for a door suddenly being there that wasn't there yesterday or throughout your entire childhood. Right. That you can see and feel. And not just that, the door won't open. Right. No matter what. No, because later on that night, they get Jason over, try to help open the door, because they're not having any luck. And he (laughs) assures them that it's not in their memory. It wasn't there before, and it needs to be opened. Right. Yes. Sledgehammer, crowbar. Oh my gosh, what else did they use? Before Jason all of a sudden's like, I got this. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they tried screwdrivers and. Oh, yeah, because they said they couldn't do anything with the hinges. Right. And I'm just watching this going, all right, I would pile so much crap in front of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, you don't want to open? You're never opening again. At that point, you know what? I think I need to fill this entire basement in with cement. That's right. <laughs> we don't. You're going to be solid. Yeah. No, no. yeah and i'm kind of glad i live on a slab right now yeah (laughs) i'm watching this going you know what you can't get it open i wouldn't keep doing it even though jason's like you can hear that it's hollow right and he goes to his car and gets a shotgun yeah i'm good you know what let's board this up and block it i'm going to move everything in the basement in front of that right nothing's getting out except He shoots a bunch of times, and they're like, oh, look, now it opens. Kind of. Right. Because the handle falls off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Jillian is able to pull the handle off because it has been blown up pretty good. After the lights flickered and this weird sound started coming, though. Right. Which I'm wondering if everybody was able to hear that. Because it was almost like radio silence, if that makes sense, where you hear that, that tone, but barely. Yeah. Then almost like whispers. Yeah. Which, of course, freaked me out. That's what I get from wearing headphones watching this. (laughs) So, of course, she pulls the doorknob out and disengages the lock to open the door. When she looked through the hole, I was expecting something Something to happen. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, don't do it. Yeah, it freaked me out. And then she opens it and there's stairs. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I was stressed because I'm like, what's down there? What's happening? And even when Tom's like, here, wait, let me go first. And she just keeps walking. I'm like, you know what? That's how people die in horror movies. That's right. You must not be a fan of horror movies because you know you don't go first. No. you Go ahead and let that guy with the gun go first. Yeah. And see, this is, I went to a haunted house and what happened? The guys all put me in front. Of course. You know what? And she just volunteered to do it. Oh, no. I don't think so. I'll put one of you guys in front. Sorry. But it seems like a pretty steep stairway. Yes. Like, where are you going? <laughs> stairway to hell is <laughs> not stairway to yeah. hell. Stairway to, stairway to hell. And again, 
going down there and there's another door with a handprint. I need some cement, please. We yes. need to fill this in. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what's down there. No, no. I don't care. Cement that whole right? <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. We're on a slab now. Yep. And of course, they go to try the door and nothing's happening. But I'm looking at that handprint going, what if you just put your hand on it and it opens? Right. And it was creeping me out. But they figure that this goes about 45 feet, which is at the neighbors, right? Right. Either near their house or pretty darn close. So let's go talk to the neighbor at midnight. Right. Now, I'm kind of shocked, even though they were in the basement, you're going to hear the shotgun blast. You would think. But it didn't seem like he heard anything because they, of course, tell Jason, put the gun down. Yeah. Yeah. Not what you want to go next door holding your shotgun. Sorry. They go to talk to him and they apologize. And the guy just seems like, no big deal. I'm wide awake. He's fully dressed. Right. And they want to ask him some questions. And he kind of goes. Hmm, this seems like the beginning of a horror movie. Right? Oh, you only don't, you don't know the half of it yet. <laughs> right, but I'm sitting there going, hmm. Yeah, you you got to doubt this guy. Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a little creep factor to him. Like, what if he's doing something, manipulating something? Right. But basically, Tom's like, can we see your basement? Okay, this is a weird question. Sure, let's go. No door down there. It doesn't seem to be anything. There's a lot of stuff, though. Right. And curious that he tells them that it's not his, but it's the people he's renting from. And Tom asks if it's the O'Connells. And, of course, he says yes. And Jillian makes a comment, I can't believe they're still alive. Maybe they're in your basement. Yeah. (laughs) But, okay, midnight, we're just going to chat it up after all this weirdness happening. Jillian's like, oh, are you here for work? (laughs) What? Maybe you could have said something during the day when you're outside planting. You're like, hey, how you doing? Anything. But you're jumping in in this guy's basement asking what he's doing here, renting from the O'Connells. Okay. Well, he's getting his PhD in psychology. And you're talking about doors and it's fascinating. I'd love to come by and see it sometime. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You go, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Right? And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. What? Trust any of them in this now. Right. And after this episode, I trust nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I love, though, when we go back, and I'm assuming this is at least a couple days worth people trying to get into that second door. And I love the locksmith looking. And then he just, he doesn't say anything. He just walks out. Right. Okay. (laughs) All right, then. And I love, love it. Jason's like, oh, well, A for effort. <laughs> yeah. So what are we going to do? Everything we did upstairs. Shotgun, crowbar. They even had like, a, um, oh, God, what was that? It was like a little mini saw thing. Yeah. Table saw. Trying to cut the doorknob off. And that didn't work. But, of course, we see the neighbor standing in a really odd window. Yeah. Looking out and just kind of. Off in space. Just, and you can, right. Are you looking at their house? Are you just yeah. looking at the front? Like, we don't see what he's looking at. No. And this is when I, I started getting creeped out, too. Because Tom and Jason are, like, frustrated. And they go upstairs. And Jillian finds the light on the door again. And listens at the door. And then knocks. And then walks away. And then as she walks away, I don't know if you caught it. There was a knockback. Yes. Oh, God. Like you said earlier, 
That handprint's got to be something. I don't want to know. Don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't want her to touch it. But she's going to touch it. You know she is. Of course she's going to. But like, don't do the thing. I'm going to do the thing. But of course we got to get introduced to the therapist. Yes. He's trying everything. Well, you know what? Why does that make you feel unsafe? Because it's there and right. it wasn't? Well, maybe it's a wine cellar. No. Too deep. No, I don't think so. Maybe it's just storage. Yeah, I don't think so. And then he just jumps with, well, you know, because of your parents, this is why you have trust issues. The hell does my parents have to do with the weird, creepy door? Right. Nothing. But he wants to bring it up. And then, of course, Jillian admits that, yeah, there is something. Tom's been making phone calls at night, and she tells him about the argument Tom had with a woman she didn't know. Yep. And again, you know, we're like, hmm. Yeah. What's really happening? And I love it, because then he asks her, well, what do you want to do? And she's like, call the phone number? Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets all, like, philosophical on us. Right. Yeah. Secrets and distrust are the two things that can eat away at a marriage. Right, because falling in love is like having an amateur to open heart surgery. It's like, what? Yeah. Okay, you know what? Quit getting your ideas out of like fortune cookies. All right, tell me something real. You went to school for this. Right. But of course, you know, bottom line, he's like, you can't let your parents' marriage cast a shadow on yours. Right. But I mean, honestly, everything you've dealt with coming up is going to like, define you and your relationships tells him just because you love someone doesn't mean you really know them yeah and that kind of makes you stop and think it's yeah. like wow <laughs> exactly i've been together with my spouse for a long time and i'm like hmm do i really know him right if a weird door pops up i don't know none of you i'm leaving <laughs> exactly <laughs> anyway good friends has got a basement <laughs> got me worried about him <laughs> like if anything comes up don't call me yeah that's what you need to tell them <laughs> no if anything comes up you get out of there and come over here <laughs> we have no basement oh there you go i'm like we'll just burn it to the ground that's fine we'll start over <laughs> so we see jillian go back home and she pulls up right when tom's about to leave and i'm gonna say this because just like i've said in previous channel zero episodes with houses having no screens, why do you have a two-car garage and you don't put your cars in the garage? Right. Little things like that irk me. I now can't they could have boxes from where they lived previously that they haven't gotten put up yet, maybe. Should have shoved on all that in front of that door down in the basement. <laughs> but anyway, Tom's like, oh, I need to stop by Jason's. So he leaves, and Jillian follows. How does nobody notice a car following him? Right. I always wonder that. In all of these shows, especially when, in this instance, she's not going to be too far away. Yeah, because she, she can't know where that she's going. far away from him because she right. has no clue where he's going. And then she ends up parking across the street from where he went. Really? You didn't notice any of this? Yeah. Okay. Well, we see that Tom ends up going into some woman's house. And, like, you see them in the picture window. And then they walk where she can't see anything. Right, into a, another room. She's assuming it's the bedroom, I'm sure. I'm wondering if maybe this is a therapist, too. Right. Something. At first, I was thinking, what if this is like his mom or family, and 
the phone calls were like, oh, he was planning something for her and, and he's going to go pick it up. Right. Like this is where I was thinking originally. And then when we see later on, I'm, I don't know what this is. Right. I'm still leaning. I didn't get that feeling until the second time. Then I thought, no, I'm still leaning towards person. Because wait, it's not. No, the lady in the store was a brunette. Oh yeah, this lady was a brunette, but the last lady is a blonde. Well, see, you just seen this one in shadow. Well, so I wasn't sure if I I was assuming it's the same woman, right? That we seen at the end, right? And so I'm still leaning towards maybe this is therapy. Like he's going, like I need to talk, right, and I'm exactly. not willing to say. Yes, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Is he's got a counselor too that to help him deal with her. Right. So I'm going to still hold on to that with this person. Right. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe. But she goes home, and I'm expecting the neighbor to come knock and be like, "Hey, can I see that door?" Right. Because we hear a bang after she poured herself a drink, but it's not coming from the front door. It's coming from the basement. Yeah. And, and she then she has, has, yeah, that flashback. Which, which freaked me out. I'm like, oh God, what is this? Right. And you see handprints all on the wall. In a closet that has a door. Why are there handprints on a wall in a closet? What What's going on? Right. And then I'm thinking, okay, maybe it wasn't just her father cheated. Maybe he was abusive. And, like, the closet was where she'd hide. But then I'm thinking, if he was abusive, you wouldn't be using paint on the wall because you'd be afraid. Right. So I'm like, ah, there's so much happening. But then when she goes down, turns on the light, tries to go to the basement, and the dog doesn't follow. Right. I'm like, no. No. Trust (laughs) your dog. Exactly. Turn around. And don't keep walking. evil. (laughs) Every time. Obviously. She has never watched a horror movie. Yes. <laughs> oh, so what does she do? Go all the way down all of the steps and touches that handprint. And then you hear the door unlock. And I'm like, don't do it. Don't. Go back. But no, she turns the handle. And it was weird because like she flashes light in the room and it looks like a bloom house opening. Right. Doesn't it? Like yes. you have that corner. I'm like, oh, crap. And then the like, flashlight goes out, and then and you see something move past her. Yes. Oh, good no. <laughs> <laughs> and flashlight starts working, and she flashes the room a little more with with the flashlight. And, and there's somebody in the room. Yeah. Now, what and... was so weird about it was when we see that shot, it looks like the size of the drawing. It oh. looks very small. Until it, you know, she freaks and it goes flying past her and it's as big as her. What the hell? Uh, I, I just see that and I let a, a yelp. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, what is that? Yeah. And of because course. it's back to us and all you see is what, the red pants and the white shirt or something like that? One of the, it was red and white. Was it the color yeah. of the clothing it had? Well, on. like the head was like white, white. Yeah. Not like flesh colored. It was like white and i'm like oh god like what is this crap this is freaking me out and of course she calls the police because there's some weird freaky person in this weird freaky room right what the hell and it ran past me so oh my god what if this person was like trapped down here and locked up what's going on or this person is in my house i mean either way not cool right but of course the police just uh, had to be a door window that was unlocked and that's how he got in 
I, I'm like, you need to go downstairs. Yeah. And I love it because then what do they say? Oh, I don't think that's up to specs. Oh, it's not up to code? Really? <laughs> it wasn't there. So, yeah, I'm going to guess it's probably not up to code. Right. But I was like, oh, my God, really? This is what the cop is saying. And she just wanders off to talk to the neighbor. Who just happens to be standing outside looking at what's going on. Uh, excuse me? Yeah. Yeah, and I love it. You know, he's like, did they take anything? Hell, I don't know. I was on the floor. I just pissed my pants is pretty much what I'd be saying. <laughs> exactly. I have no idea if they got anything. Right. They just took to a few of my heartbeats. <laughs> right. And my bladder control. Yeah. Okay, that that's... I'm sorry, I'd have had to change my pants before the cops got there. Yeah. Oh, my God. This was something else. And yeah, she's just like, oh, no, I don't think so. And then he goes on with, you think that certain people and places are special? And science would catch up eventually and understand this. And I'm like, oh, God, what is he talking about? Right. He was freaking me out more. Yeah, that was definitely big warning flashes going on. right this guy is <laughs> not someone you need to danger danger yeah exactly <laughs> yeah then i'll hope you get it all sorted out and just like do to do to do goes back inside what like i feel like if the cops were there and i i told my neighbor this is what happened they'd be a little bit more concerned even if they don't really know me right i don't know he just seems kind of like yeah cool yeah i'm fascinated I want more. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Very weird. Of course, they go to bed and Tom asks if she wants to go to a hotel and she tells him. Yes. No. She goes, it's our house. But yeah, with a giant a knife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I will be moving into a hotel now. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. Mom, the house back. Right. How about we just sell it? It's fine. It's fine. Destroy it and build our dream home on top of it with no basement and all that cemented in. Oh, my gosh. So the next morning, Tom calls and Jillian says that she will get more samples tomorrow. I'm assuming for a client. Right. Or paint samples that they're deciding on what to paint the next room. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. And then she flashes back to the store, seeing Tom and the other woman. So, of course, she grabs the phone bill out of her purse and calls the number that Tom has been calling in the evening. Asks well, now I'm starting to think, is Tom calling it? Right. And asks if she's Sarah Winters and identifies herself as Tom's wife. Yeah. And then it got weirder. Yeah. Because she's like, tell him to stay away from me or I'm going to get a restraining order. What? Yeah. Because that didn't seem like what we seen earlier. No, I mean, there was a problem with whatever work he did in their bedroom that she's just out of her gourd about. And he keeps going over there trying to rectify it and can't. And she's just out. of. I don't know. I feel like that's even like over the top for just bad work or something. I don't know. Well, it kind of depends (laughs) on what the problem is. Yeah, that's true. uh, Plumbing doesn't work in the master bathroom. I'm going to have a problem. That's true. That's true. And a major one. So, but because uh, of that, yeah, I mean, that just kind of throws crazy thoughts into her head. Right. And then she's sitting in the dark of the screened-in porch. 
And he gets home and he's like, why are you sitting in the dark? Oh, I called Sarah Winters. uh, Yeah, are you pursuing her? What the hell? Right. Okay. First it was, did you go to bed with her? And now are you chasing her? Well, I mean, we don't know because of the way she made it sound. Right. Absolutely, we don't know. Uh. And of course, he gets really bent out of shape. Oh, yeah. That her anxiety is coming back from being home, and it's not because of him. No, it's kind of because of you right now. Yeah. And because of weird basement. Yeah. So, of course, he stomps out saying he needs some time and will call her in a couple of hours. Now, yes. That definitely didn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, if, if your wife's upset, you spend a couple of hours trying to make her feel better instead of stomping out and saying, no, I can't deal with you right now. Right. Like, I, I felt like that was a really weird right. moment. Yeah, that was a very guilty type of move. Yeah, and then next thing we see is him over at the house that she followed him to. And when the lady says, oh, two nights in a row, come on in. I'm like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) What's going on here? Yeah, big question mark there. I still don't think it's the lady from the store because the lady in the store was brunette and this lady was blonde. Yes, that's why I think this was the lady from just earlier that Jillian followed him to the house. Right, okay. So that's when... When I'm like, all right, maybe this is his therapist, but he didn't want to tell Jillian. Right. Although I feel like that would have been much easier. Oh, yes. Absolutely. But it's got to be a macho thing. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Then Jillian goes over to somebody's house and I'm like, she's just knocking on some guy's door. What the hell? Thankfully, it's Jason. But I didn't know because she's like. Is it okay? Do you have somebody here? I'm like, oh my God, whose house is she at? Right. <laughs> so yeah, thankfully. Is Tinder date here? Oh God. I'm I'm happy it was Jason, but I was like, okay, is he going to be creepy? Like the way they were setting it up. Right. Because she tries to be as, shall we say, positive about what she's asking him, you know, that, hey, you know Tom better than anybody, and I trust you, and is he doing this? And Jason's not having any of it. Right. But then you hear a bang, and I'm like, what's... And they both go in the kitchen, and he's like, I don't know, something must have fell. I'm like, what's that noise? Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, and things are starting kitchen, to get heated. Kind of give a wide shot as they're starting to argue that, Jason's not going to tell her anything about Tom. and cause, Especially because he knows something about who Sarah Winters is. Right. And you see a hand come out and grab something off the table. And I squee. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> not a good squee. That was a holy crap squee. Exactly. And they kind of move into that room where there's hallway or a doorway. And they're each on the other side of it. Right. Jason's on one side, Jillian's on the other. And they're just going at it big time. Yeah, just arguing away. And suddenly, out pops Pretzel Jack. Oh, what? Yeah, I yelped. I really did. Because especially when you see it, well, I'm assuming it's a guy, whatever. The contortionist who's playing the role. Right. Stand up in the hallway. Yeah. Because it, it was like bent over backwards. Yeah. And he comes up and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Jumps out, starts attacking Jason. 
And at this point, I don't know, maybe you'd have run out screaming for help? Right. And she just stands there. And, like, not even yelling. No. He's being, like, repeatedly attacked with whatever this was, because it looked like he was doing work in his own home. Right. And then when Pretzel Jack ends up getting the upper hand, and then just starts, holy shit, like, stabbing repeatedly in the eye, in the face. Then she finally screams. Right. And she's like, stop, stop, stop. I don't know, maybe help him before this happens even. Not just stand there. I mean, I get it. You're freaked out, which I think is rightfully so. You have a weird, freaky looking thing, do a flip out of a room and attack him. Right. But I don't know, something. And then he stops after she screams that. He gets up and he kind of like bows and then does all this weird contortionist stuff. Right. The moves that we see in her drawings. Oh, yeah. Because he like backflips and up and down and. Oh, yeah, it does the weird arm thing. Right. And then he, like, waves and just pops off in the other room, and she's just standing there. I don't know, maybe you're going to toss your cookies at some point, too, because... Right. And how are you going to explain that? You got dead Jason in the... Wow. Yeah. Yeah, basically, so after I finished watching this, Steve had watched before me. I said, <laughs> text, and it was just like, oh, my God. This was so messed up. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen some pretty gory deaths, but that is top two or three. And that's why I sat out of all of them so far. This is going to take the cake for the first episode. Oh, yeah. Because this just went like full throttle right to this. It's like, oh, we're not setting anything up. Okay. Wow. Sci-fi, you need to warn me (laughs) and give me a little like... This is going to mess you up. I don't know. That That's what you need to have in front of this episode. Right. Yes. Definitely Woo. do not let your children watch this episode. No. Don't watch it at night alone. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, don't call the basement. A, yeah. If you have a basement, <laughs> barricade that damn door. Oh, my God. Yeah. This was something else. I enjoyed it because it really freaked me out. And I, if you've listened to us talk about Channel Zero, I really do like horror movies and and haunted houses and stuff. So this one, I think, really amped it up. And it's just giving me the great October vibe for it. Yep. Now it just makes me want to scare all the trick-or-treaters even more. So <laughs> I'm a horrible person. Good but anyway, <laughs> what do you guys think about this episode? Yeah, that I can't say much more about it because, wow. This is going to end up being replayed. And we're getting all six episodes over three nights. So right before Halloween, so you get to rewatch this if you haven't watched, which if you haven't watched it, why are you listening to me? You just like, listen, you freak out, basically. But definitely let us know what you feel about this episode, about all of them after you watch them all and enjoy it. And if you read the actual original creepypasta, I'd love to know your thoughts on that, too. So shoot us an email at sci-fi talk, that's S-Y-F-Y, talk at fangirlzone.com. Uh, check out our website, fangirlzone.com. And we have all of our accounts over there, so you can reach us on Facebook and Twitter and email, Tumblr. I'm missing Facebook. Did I say that twice? Probably Instagram. Uh, we're hoping to do some haunted houses, so maybe we'll get pictures in there, too. And maybe somebody will have a pretzel jack somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be some, an awesome cosplay opportunity, that's for sure. Oh, my gosh. You can freak somebody out for real. So 
<laughs> While you're at it, rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends, and we do hope you're enjoying the podcast, tell your friends about Channel Zero since they're all different and they're all weird and creepy. Yes. Definitely something that we enjoy. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. What? Do we call the cops? Yes, officer. There's a door in my basement. And until next time.